Batman is not better than Superman, and Superman would kick the shit out of Batman. Yesterday's over. <laughs> That's only for a day, all right? That was that was for one day to make my brother-in-law special or feel uh, have give him a special episode all to himself. All right? For the next 364 days, we're going to spend this time in reality. Superman would kick the shit out of Batman and Batman's a dick. He's just a rich asshole who's mom and who's got mommy and daddy issues. Um, and by the way, they're all fake. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, any hizzle, uh, to continue on from last night, uh, because I need to, because I ended it so, uh, suddenly <laughs> I listened to it again because I couldn't quite remember what happened and it went along the lines of me saying, all right, check this shit out. <laughs> and then I ended, I was, I was in my element hard. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was not prepared to, uh, to get that inebriated. And in fact, I fell asleep on my recliner without the legs out, you know? Um, so kind of sitting, but the back was reclined all the way back. And I had my legs up to the point where my wife came out this morning as I was passed out. And I remember what I was doing. I was stretching because I was going to get up and go to, go to bed, but I fell asleep. And uh, my, my, my wife woke me up. She's like, how do you sleep like that? And I go, that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> like, I don't know what you think you're looking at, but this was not an intended thing for me to fall asleep like this. Uh, that would be another uh, negative, another bad side, another con of um, the sticky icky. <laughs> if we're gonna, if we're keeping count, any hizzle. So to continue on, uh, my, and I know I'm gonna rehash a couple of these things that I said last night. Uh, Brain had sent me. We're gonna have to come up with a different stage name for him. Uh, he's gonna. You, you better work on it, homie. I know you listen to these. So work on it. Come up with a different one. Unless you like that. Unless you like it. If you don't like, if you like it, we'll stick it. We'll keep it. If you want a different one, we'll work on it. Uh, so he sent me this text message, which was the the article on the uh, the the NY Post or the New York Post, and their article on the um, basically homosexuality in the Catholic Church, and. Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to get a couple of things confused because it's not just them that have, have come out with these reports. I was talking last night also about Mar Michael Voris from uh, Church Militant, both the YouTube channel and the, the website. And there's a lot of different sources that have all uh, came up with certain numbers. Uh, the one number that I, I uh, talked about last night was over 50%. This is very uncomfortable for me to talk about, by the way. Uh, it's just because I don't want this. I don't want it to be this way. One, I don't want there to have ever been a child that was ever hurt by a clergy member. Ever. I don't want that whatsoever. But it is. So now it's a little uncomfortable because it's dealing with people who everybody has kind of the same understanding that once you become a, a Christian, like you become better, right? You start to do better. And it just really leaves a, a bad reputation upon all of them, just like it does anywhere. But when you have a bad person, 
um, in your group, it makes it, it, it tarnishes everybody else's name. And thanks to these pieces of shit that that claim to be Christian, um, you know they've they've ruined it for a lot of us. And so now it's 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 uncomfortable. But uh, yeah, the numbers in the in the Catholic Church, and this should surprise everyone. It surprised me when I first heard it that over fifty percent of the priests are gay in the United States within the Catholic Church. Now, that's obviously not taking into account every... It's not an absolute census on all the Catholic priests. But a lot of this, by the way, actually comes from uh, not outed priests, but from good conservative priests. Am I making the argument that that uh, the opposite of what I just said, the good conservative priests, that the the gay priests are bad? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But when you have, as I said last night, over 85% of the cases of abuse are dealing with a man and a boy, which is homosexuality, yeah, there's there's a pattern there. And that's something that the Catholic Church, number one, needs to take care of. They're at the forefront. All the clergy, all those in, in, the, in power need to take care of it. And not just them. Second would be us. Second would be all the, the, the practicing Catholics. We all need to take care of it. We all need to do something. And then I would also, also say, as I did last night, it's the gay community. The gay community needs to look at this with, with, an, with an, uh, a sense of honesty and quit bullshitting and, and playing pretend that your group is immune from, from bad people being in it. And they need to take hold of this. And they need to condemn it because what tends to happen, I just put a thing on Twitter. I was fucking around a little bit and I put on this poll, which only two people answered. <laughs> I, I would have liked for it to be more. But uh, I said, why do you think, something along the lines of why do you think these, uh, why do you think the Catholic Church has the, the abuse that it does? And I offered, I said, uh, one was the religion itself, two was homosexuality, three was celibacy, and then fourth was something else altogether. And I had one person say homosexuality, and then one person say something else. So nobody, well, at least from the two, <laughs> I can't say everybody. Now, I've heard some people argue that it's celibacy. Not a whole bunch, but I've heard some people say it. Uh, and in fact, I've heard a lot more people indirectly say it, as in... They don't say, well, it's because of the celibacy that this is happening. They more so say, well, it's it's because these guys can't get married and the church needs to change it. Or they'll just start off right from that point. The church needs to allow the priests to get married. I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't know. The whole reason why they chose celibacy, it, it isn't because of control. It's because they're trying to mimic Jesus as best they can. And Jesus did not have sex with Mary Magdalene. That didn't happen. That never, ever happened. I know you have the Gnostic Gospels and you have fucking Dan Brown and you have this whole New Age atheist movement that always try to make that argument. And there's some secrecy behind uh, Leonardo da Vinci. He was some Freemason and, and Knights Templar and he knew some secret shit. Uh, no, incorrect. Uh, Jesus did not come down for that. God didn't need to come down for that. If that was the case, if he was to be a father and a husband, um, he would have done that. But he would have went about it the right way. You see, if Jesus had sex with Mary Magdalene and there was no marriage, well, he's just committed fornication. And we're told that Jesus it was completely innocent of any sin whatsoever from uh, conception to death. And then resurrection, obviously. 
So it, it would go against the entirety of why he came in the first place. Jesus Christ didn't come down here to live and experience life. That's not what he came down here for. He didn't come down here to teach us, as I've said before, how to govern one another. That wasn't it. Christ came down here to save us from ourselves, to be our savior, to suffer and die on the cross, and to defeat death. He came down here because we couldn't save ourselves. He came down here to do that for us. Now, you can argue all day all day long about if there could have been another way or whatever. That's the way that he chose. That's the way that God chose. All right? I'm not God. He knows better than I do. He came down, did it the way that he wanted to. All right? And I love the way that he did it. I think it was perfect. So, uh, that's a long, drawn-out point to be made. Um... So anyway, back to it. Uh, yeah, and I'll say it. The problem that we have is homosexuality in the church. Now, it's not to say that, I, that uh, I'm pinpointing the cause behind it necessarily. And there's some good arguments that I think that are there. Uh, one being that it was a uh, an intentional... Now, the thing is... As I look at all these cases, there's 200 in New York, 200 in, in Pittsburgh, uh, two or 300 in, in uh, uh, Minnesota, I think it was, a few hundred in Wisconsin. Recently, this isn't overall, you know, the past 70, 80 years. This is recently coming out. Uh, there's cases out in LA. There's cases in, there have been cases in Detroit. You know, there's cases in Spain and Portugal. You know, that are all of a sudden coming out. There's more cases in Ireland that are coming out. Ireland's had it just as bad as the United States has. Uh, Ireland is like super, super close to the United States in a lot of ways. And a lot of of, uh, historical things that have happened. Not just within religion, but also within uh, um, its uh, its history. It's uh, government, politics, things of that nature. Anyway... um, and when seeing that this is happening so often, I, f- I come to the conclusion that there is a purpose behind it. There's a purposeful intent behind these things. That this isn't just some accident. You know, I know that at one point, and this, this could go against my argument, but there's one point uh, where the Catholic Church was, was uh, rescuing gays. They were rescuing gays, and they were allowing them to become priests because the mentation at that point was, well, maybe it's it's just easier for them to be celibate, being that they're attracted to men as opposed to women, and that way, you know, they can be priests. And it's kind of a it it, it answer it, it kills two birds with one one stone type situation. Um, but as it turns out, men have a super high sex drive, and it not only didn't cure that, it actually made it worse. So, uh, yeah, and you know what? I will actually jump on board, not that part, but I'll jump on board the idea that, uh, that yes, there was a, com- uh, a communist infiltration. This is the argument that Michael Voris comes across. And not only that, he has a lot of evidence behind it. Check out his videos. I'm telling you, go check the guy out. Uh, you'll enjoy what he has to say, or at least how he, set, or how he breaks it down and things of that nature and where he gets his sources from. Very intellectual guy. So... I agree with him, but I'm not going to just stop with him. I think that there have been numerous, and not only do I think, I know that there have been numerous infiltrations, 
by certain institutions into the Catholic Church. Um, however, the important thing to point out as well is that Christ's words were true, that the gates of hell will never, um, uh, what's it called? Will never destroy the church. The gates of hell, how's it going? Damn it, I can't even remember that one passage. The gates of hell will never overcome the church. So it's to say, yes, that, uh, that the church has been infiltrated, but it's never been changed. The core teachings have never been changed. Core teachings. Other teachings have been changed, just like in the Vatican II, which was more of a, okay, we're not going to just teach it in Latin, we're going to teach it in, in each country's native tongue. Make it a little easier for people to, to get to church. Um, so the, the core teachings have never been changed. Um, and the, the gates of hell have not overcome it. Now, it's really, it's really done some damage. That's for damn sure. Now, I know this to be true because of the amount of priests and uh, clergymen and people that I've spoken to within the past seven years uh, that have all uh, backed up the idea that the Illuminati has infiltrated the Catholic Church. And the fourth, it's like I've said before, it's either the fourth or the fifth objective of the Illuminati, Illuminati's 25 goals is to liberate a country, is to liberate the society of every country. Because when you liberate, you weaken. That's why I say that liberalism is evil. It's because it weakens the person's mentation, it weakens their will, it weakens their soul. <clears throat> so... I think that the church has absolutely been infiltrated. And not only that, I think that they did infiltrate the Catholic Church with, uh, with gays. Now, again, don't think that your group is immune from evil. Okay? And this goes to the gays. Don't think that just because uh, some, some people are gay and I'm pointing them out that I'm calling all of you gay. Don't fucking, don't be that dipshit. All right? You're not somebody that I'm going to even want to have a chat with if that's the way that you're going to take it. You're going to get so fucking offended, so butthurt that uh, you can't even have a grown-up conversation. Yes, there were evil people that just so happened to be gay. And they used that as a tool in order to hurt the church. Do I think that some there could have been some coincidences in which uh, uh, a priest who was gay or whatever... Uh, hurt a kid and they weren't a part of the Illuminati or they weren't a part of the, the communist infiltration that Michael Voris has pointed out. Yeah, I think that that's possible. Um, but overall, I see a purpose. I see a, a, a purposeful intent with the amount of the numbers. Now, one could also make the argument, well, you're just trying to protect the church and you're just trying to... Okay, I can admit that, but I can also say it's not just that. As I step aside from that, I'm forced to look at it. Let's say I step aside. I'm not trying to protect the church anymore. It's just all all holds or uh, all holds barred. Is that the saying? God, I can't think of sayings today. Anyhow, oh fuck! There's a cop. He's looking. You looking at me, dude? Don't be looking at me. Smoking. Um, I need to slow the fuck down. Is what I need to do. So let's see. Uh, no holds barred. That's what it is. So we're just going to look at it without my bias whatsoever, which, yes, Christians can do. Human beings can do that. We're very complex creatures. So let's put it aside. All right. And now, at, at no holds barred, everything's on the table. 
I'm still looking at these numbers. And these numbers, at least through my experience and from the research that I've done, the research that I've come across, what I've discovered over the past 15 years of, of researching the Illuminati and secret societies and, and different governments and things of that nature and coups and overthrows of government and, and the United States involvement and things and all that other fun stuff is that these numbers should speak volumes to people. What There is a problem. It doesn't... In, okay, so now let's kind of dissect uh, the religion. Where does it... Does it say anywhere in any kind of doctrine or dogma or core teachings of the Catholic Church to do this? To, to That it's okay for anybody in power to molest a child, to molest a prepubescent, to marry a prepubescent, or even have sex with a prepubescent and not say that it's... it's um, it's a bad thing. No, it doesn't say that anywhere. It doesn't say that anywhere. In fact, it argues against it, especially in the New Testament, especially with Jesus Christ. He specifically talked about children two or three times, and one of which uh, the times he said, if any of you causes a child to sin, or if any of you hurts a kid, uh, it would be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck and for you to be thrown into the sea. Like, you're still going to face judgment. Like, for, for people that are mad, you know, you might be mad at God, you might be whatever, because this shit's happened, uh, at least you can rest assured that when everybody's dead and it comes time to judgment, these people are going to be judged. They're going to be punished. Justice is going to come to all. And these fuckers, let's say that they, they miss out on life. They don't, they don't get hurt. They don't get punished. They ex- escape and they, whatever. They live the best life ever. Well, when they're dead... They're going to face it, and it's not going to be great for them. But no, it doesn't say that anywhere in any kind of teaching that this type of shit is okay. That molesting a prepubescent or a pubescent minor is okay. It doesn't say that anywhere. So, being that it's not being taught, and by the way, it's not taught anywhere either. It's not like some side dogma or side teaching from any priest or anything out there that has the okay from the the powers to be within the church. It's not saying that anywhere. And yet, these numbers are still as high as they are. I mean, in certain parts of of the United States, there's over 10,000 cases. And I think, where's that, Baltimore? Baltimore had over 10,000 cases of abuse. Now, that doesn't mean 10,000 priests. It means a couple of priests. uh, And in fact, there's a Netflix show about it, about this nun who had gotten killed. I can't remember the name of it. A nun that had gotten killed in Baltimore, and it, and they think it was one or two priests or something along those lines, and that the cops were involved in it, and they were taking schoolgirls and raping them and, and all that shit. And uh, and he had done it to a boy or two as well. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's not. It, so it's not being taught anywhere. Uh, by the church, officially, anything like that. It's not in any dogma, uh, any any core teaching, any of that. It's not in the catechism, which is the, the book that teaches us, that holds basically the explanations of the law uh, of the Bible. It doesn't teach it anywhere in there. And in fact, it teaches against it. So, for all of these numbers all over the place... Somebody like me who's, who's come across the information that I have, it only leads me to believe that 
it, it, it isn't the religion. And it isn't necessarily celibacy. I think there is a purposeful intent behind it, as I've said a couple times in this episode. There's a purposeful intent. Now, how do we how do we solve it? That's pretty important, too. Not just calling it out, but what do we do to solve it? Well, I've said before, uh, for anybody who isn't Catholic, who's Christian, think about becoming Catholic. You're going to make a hell of a lot more of a change from the inside as opposed to the outside. Because what are you going to do from the outside? What, bitch and complain? All right, well, we got plenty of atheists and and communists and all, all, all sorts of other people that, um, that are, are already bitching and complaining. What change is being done? But you're, you're not really going to make much of a change from the outside. I would argue that you make a bigger change from the inside. That somebody like me is making a, a larger change than somebody from the outside who it's kind of expected to be against uh, um, Catholicism in the first place. And not only that, but when something like this comes up, to kind of use it as a weapon to, to browbeat us, to browbeat the rest of us. And to really only kind of use it as an insult, as uh, Joe Rogan likes to do. When people like Gavin McGinnis or Milo Yiannopoulos come on and they say that they're Catholics and his first response is, oh, you like child fuckers? See what I mean? Like, there's good priests out there who are absolutely against this. There's, If you didn't know, there's a couple of secret sects, S-E-C-T-S, sects, of conservative Catholics within the church that are vehemently against uh, this, and they're doing what they can to make changes, to bring it out to the open, to get these people in trouble. Uh, the Vatican... Uh, and why this post, this New York Post article came out, the Vatican just had a, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's a, a, it's not a convention, but it's basically like the Comic-Con for the Vatican, for the Catholics. Um, only it's, it was, in, its intent was to address, uh, the, the, the abuses that have happened within the Catholic Church. And please understand this is not a uniquely Catholic problem. This is a problem all over the place. And I'm glad I've waited this long before I addressed that so that you didn't think, oh, well, he's trying to make it okay that it's happening. I'm not trying to make any of that okay. It's all bad. It's all horrible. And the people who committed these crimes, who, who actually committed the crimes, and not only them, but those that cover it up, need to be dead. I want them... I, and I'm not saying for you to go kill him. I'm not, I'm not making a call for action. I'm saying what I want. And what I want is for them to suffer a fucking massive, painful heart attack and to be dead. Preferably, I would like for them to get some kind of flesh-eating flesh disease that, that eats off their genitalia. You know what I mean? That makes them suffer. Naturally. Okay? I don't want to fucking hear people go, oh, he's, he's calling for these guys to get to, to get killed by something. No, that's not what I'm doing. My desire is to see that these motherfuckers get excommunicated from the church, that their sins are deemed to stay with them, that they're handed over to local law enforcement to be dealt with as they see fit, and maybe at some point or another they, uh, they, they accidentally rub up against a uh, rusty nail. <laughs> and they get tetanus. And somehow that turns into a uh, uh, fleshing disease. They, uh, they go through horrible, torturous pain 
suffering, and then they die from a heart attack. All naturally. That would be the most, I think, the most justice that we could see. Um, maybe not the most, but that's it's pretty good. But yeah, it's not a uniquely Catholic thing. This happens in all institutions in which adults have authority over children. And not just, not just prepubescent. And in fact, the vast majority of these cases are not in dealing with prepubescence. This is not a pedophilia problem per se. This is actually a, it's a hebo, hebophilia. So pedophilia is prepubescent. Hebophilia is pubescent. Because most young kids are not left alone. What we're dealing with is, uh, I shouldn't say the majority, but a lot of these cases have to deal with uh, altar boys and altar altar girls. So these are going to be kids that are somewhere around the age of puberty. So they're starting puberty. So it's no longer prepubescent. I'm sorry, yeah, it's no longer prepubescent. So therefore, it's not pedophilic. It's I think it's hebophilic. You'd have to look it up, which one it is. It's, it's not pedophilic, I know that for sure, but the name of it, I think, is hebophilia, which means pubescent. And a large swath of these, uh, these cases also actually deal with uh, men who went through the seminary and who are adults who are preyed upon and, uh, what do they call that? Not combed. It's, uh, fuck. They have, uh, groomed. Uh, they're groomed into, at some point or another, uh, uh, getting taken advantage of by priests. It's, it's a real fucked up thing. Like, when you hear these numbers that come out, this isn't just, like, this one case. It's not just pedophilia, as if these guys are going after, you know, eight, nine-year-olds. That's not it. Like, you need to, and I'm not saying this to make anything better or worse. I want the actual numbers to be out there. I want the actual problem for you to understand what that is. Because if you don't, then uh, then uh, it's only going to grow into the, to, to these ridiculous uh, proportions and it's, and it's going to take away, it's going to water down the actual problem. So, um, shit, where was I? The solution. So, there you go. The, the church needs to take care of it. Um, we need to take care of it, as I've said, because we need to get involved. I think that those who aren't Catholic need to become Catholic. Uh, at least those who are Christians and other denominations need to become Catholic so that you can help us in the church altogether. I'd like to... And yeah, I'm fucking making a vie for you to become Catholic. I'd love for everybody to be Catholic. I believe that it's the, uh, the one true denomination, the one true religion. Of course I'm going to try and get you to be Catholic. So, uh, yeah, I think that you should become Catholic... Um, and help us out, and to stay Catholic, not just to be Catholic to fucking make a change, but to be Catholic and to stay Catholic. Become Catholic. Get involved in the church. Talk with one another. Don't leave your kids alone with priests. I don't care how fucking friendly they are, don't do it. You know, it, uh, I think one of the saddest parts of all of this is that I will never leave my kids alone with a priest. Again, I'll never do it. Even though I trust them, I do trust them. I trust uh, my, my spiritual guide that I have now. I trust them with my life. Um, it's just, I just won't do it. And it's not because of him. It's because I don't want other people thinking 
that that's okay to do. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, down the road, they're like, well, he left his kids alone with that that, that one priest, so I'm going to leave my kids alone with this priest. And the next thing you know, it happens again. No. And priests need to take this on themselves as well. They need to start going, okay, well, I'm just going to nix this in the bud. Uh, anytime that I have anything to do with kids, it's going to be in public. So priests need to do that as well. And it's a sad thing. It's a sad state of affairs that this is what we have to do. It really is. Because I would never want my, my spiritual guide or the priests that I trust to ever think that I would ever have those thoughts about them. Because I don't. You know, they're good men. They are good priests. That have never had any... And not only have they never done anything, they've never even had somebody look at them and think to come up with something like this. Because they can't. They're rock solid. They can't... There's nothing that can be done. So anyway, um, in part, it's it's uh, the practicing Catholics that aren't a part of the clergy. Um, we need to do our part. We need to become more aware. And again, talk with one another. Join men's and women's groups. Become a knight. We need to become more aware. We gotta be less lazy. And again, another solution is the gays need to fucking take up their end of it. You don't like the fact that uh, that I'm calling out the gays? Too bad. When over half of the percentage of the, the priests in the United States are gay, and gays make up less than 2% of the population in the United States, there is a problem. When you have 85% of the cases that are dealing with man on boy, which is uh, homosexuality. Yeah, there's a major problem when you put all those factors together. Gays, you need to do something about it. I don't know what's causing it. I'm not saying that I have the answer to that. I don't know what's causing it, necessarily, outside of the... The, if, if they can't if they can't understand that uh, or if they can't jump on board the the bandwagon that it's an Illuminati infiltration and that it's a communist infiltration there's purposeful intent if they don't agree with that premise okay then you fucking figure it out I don't know what else it would be I think that there are some evil institutions that infiltrated the Catholic Church in order to destroy its name now this actually goes in part with the mo of the Illuminati if you've ever watched anybody that's been attacked by the Illuminati throughout history, the number one thing that the Illuminati does first is they destroy your name. They destroy your name and then they kill you. When you've lost everything, when you've lost your reputation, when you've lost your money and your job and your home and your family, when you've lost all of that, then they finally kill you. And I think the number one thing that they... they intend to do is to discredit the Catholic Church because it's their number one enemy. They they intend to discredit the, the dogma, the teaching, uh, the understanding, and the belief within the Catholic Church. I think that's their number one thing to do. And I and uh, I it's it's I'm hard pressed to think of anything that that has worked as good as this. And so, yeah, I think it's it's with purposeful intent that uh, that this is happening, and that it'll continue to happen. Now, would would I be willing to say that that Pope Francis is a part of the Illuminati? I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say absolutely. I just don't know. I know that there's been a lot of reports that have come out of the Vatican from um, 
secular news and uh, other secular institutions. And uh, there's been some other sayings from other sides, from some conservative uh, clergy and and uh, and practicing Catholic uh, institutions. It's hard. It's hard to say. I don't want to say absolutely and then be wrong, you know, and then press that on in your mentation. There's some shit that I just don't understand. Um, take it like this. There was a, uh, the Pope has a friend. Fuck, I need to stop for gas. The Pope has a friend who is a, uh, a reporter and he's a, he's an atheist. And this guy admittedly, um, or admits that he doesn't take in notes. He doesn't write down notes or anything like that. He doesn't take in a recorder. And when he asks a question and he gets an answer, uh, instead of taking what they, uh, writing down verbatim what they said, he, he admits that he writes down what he thinks they were saying. That's fucked up. Um, and that's happened to the Pope. And in fact, he tried to argue that the Pope said that God, that he doesn't believe in God, that he doesn't believe that God exists, that God is more of a symbol of life as opposed to being an omnipotent presence. Well, it turns out, and this was reported by a whole bunch of secular news uh, newspapers and, and uh, media, and it turns out that that's not what happened, and that even the Pope came out to say the same, say, say different. So it's because of things like that, and not just that, but you have certain understandings, like like I've talked about before, when it it comes to uh, his stance on Christ dying on the cross, and not his stance, but what he said about it, and what I wish he would have fucking further explained when he said that, humanly speaking, Christ dying on the cross was a failure. It's like, yeah, see, then it comes back, and people think that he's saying that Christ didn't do his job or whatever, and so. It's hard for me to say absolutely that I think that he's a part of the Illuminati. I know that he was a Jesuit. um, And I don't necessarily like some of the stuff that he says. But when he says it, like he'll say some things. And then he'll turn right back around. And after the the atheists and and the media and the entertainment industry are all going crazy. Oh, he's so great of a pope because he does this. And they, and they think he's on their side. And the next thing you turn around and he takes, uh, he takes these really conservative stances. Uh, I'm trying to think of the example, um, the most recent example that I'd have for you. And I can't think of it. I know it was something along the lines of he, of some people thought that he was saying something liberal. And then he turned around and he was like, no, um, I think it was on the divinity of Jesus. I think that's actually what it was where people thought that he was saying, um, that Jesus was more of a symbol or, or, or his death or something along those lines. But then he came out to, to, uh, say, no, uh, Jesus absolutely died on the cross. He is God. No, no, that's what it is. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I messed that whole fucking story up. What was being said was, uh, over the past, I don't know, 40 years or so, a lot of uh, a lot of clergy, a lot of uh, bishops and cardinals and priests and um, popes, to some some degree, were focusing a little more on the people of the Catholic Church um, as being the church, which they are. But the Pope came out in a more conservative stance to argue that's all fine and dandy, but the most important thing is God. 
not the people, but God. God is the most important thing. And uh, yet a lot of uh, secular, secular people who, and especially humanists, um, who were looking at what he, what they thought he was saying before that, as in, you know, oh, well, people are more important than God or something along those lines. And he had to come out and slap them in the face. So when that shit happens, I'm kind of stunted with the, with the idea of, of being one way or another when it comes to Pope Francis. I pray that he's a good Pope. I pray that his heart's in the right spot. I pray that he's actually going to do something against the, uh, the abusers within the church and those who covered it up. I pray that he is, uh, that he's got his heart in the right place and that, that he is who he's supposed to be, but I just don't know. And I, and I, I, that's really where I stand. I wish I did know. I'll tell you that much. I wish I did know one way or another how he is so that I could tell you, you know, so I could either be completely against him or completely for him. But I, I just, it's one of those things where you don't have the answer and, and, and what are you going to do? You're going to come up with an answer when you don't have one? It doesn't make any sense. But I think what's best to do is to, to strive for perfection, to strive for what's right and for what's good. I know I've gotten this, this episode is totally serious. Um, another thing to, to do, <laughs> sometimes I'm not so subtle, uh, but another thing to do would be, uh, be accountable, be responsible and be liberal. <laughs> And uh, Batman's a bitch. 